0: Let the show begin! It's me, Kapow, the mechanical pygmy goat, here with my co-host, uh! Kapow, you really shouldn't podcast with your mouth full. Ah, whew, sorry, it's just that I had a visual aid for today's podcast, but it was so yummy, <laughs> I had to eat it. Uh, wait, today's invention is sneakers? So tasty! Kapow, footwear isn't food. Ha, uh, <laughs> huh, gross! Ugh. Did you at least manage to learn anything about sneakers before you ate them? Totally! I'm all sorts of ready for today's dinner. Oh, I mean, podcast. Okay, I trust you, Capel. Why don't you uh, start off... Sweet! The story of sneakers all starts with breakfast. Kapow, sneakers aren't food. No, guy. It's true. You see, back in 1971, there was a man named Bill Bowerman, who was the track coach at the University of Oregon. Now... Bill wasn't just a great coach, he was a great shoemaker. He made custom shoes for each of his student-athletes. That was, like, his big thing. Good runners need good shoes, after all. But Bill was having a tough time making a shoe that his team could wear to train off the track, especially because Oregon gets a lot of rape, which meant running around town was a slippery business. And then... The answer came to him while he was eating waffles with his wife. Huh, it did? Yep. He was looking at the grooves of the waffle iron, and he realized that it could make a perfect sole for the all-terrain shoe he was trying to make. So he finished his waffles and then poured molten rubber into the waffle iron. And he kept doing this until he perfected the waffle sole pattern. This pattern is still used on some of the shoes his shoe company makes today. Um, you might actually have heard of his company. It's called Nike. Wait, the guy who invented Nike shoes did it with a breakfast food maker? Yum! Shoes and waffles. I'm starving already. I don't know if I'll make it through this podcast. you better take over, guy. Stay strong, Kapowski. You can do it. Now. I'm going to take us back further to an inventor we've already talked about here on the podcast. Charles Goodyear. Charles, if you remember, invented weather and heat-proof rubber in 1839. One of the first uses his heat-withstanding rubber found was on the bottom of sports shoes. In fact, the first rubber-soled sports shoe was made in the 1860s for a game called croquet. The runner's sole was so quiet that people started calling them sneakers. Uh, Are you ready to talk some more, Kapow? Ah, I'm all better, thanks! The next big evolution of the sneaker came with the invention of basketball in 1891. A man named Chuck Taylor, who was a semi-professional basketball player, came up with a canvas and rubber sneaker design that he called the All-Star. It was so cool that over a hundred years later, Chuck Taylor All-Star is still being made! Oh oh no, I'm hungry again! (laughs) You go, guy! As basketball spread across the schoolyards and the playgrounds of American cities, so did these sneakers. And then, running for fun became a popular trend in the 1970s. Wait, running wasn't popular before that? Not especially. You see, before the 1970s, people thought running and exercising were just for athletes. But then, people realized that everyone could benefit from working out. Soon, people all over the world were going for jogs and doing aerobics. But... In order to do that, these people needed the right shoes. Sneakers! Of course, you can't talk about sneakers without talking about Jordans. In 1984, the Chicago Bulls used their third pick in the NBA draft to pick Michael Jordan. Jordan signed a five-year endorsement deal with Nike, who immediately designed a shoe specifically for him that they called the Air Jordan. The NBA banned the original Air Jordan for not meeting the league's rules on uniforms and colors. Jordan wore them anyway. He got fined $5,000 per game because of his sneakers. But the thing was, a $5,000 sneaker fine was such a strange story that soon everyone was talking about it. And it made the shoes even cooler. Next thing you know, the fines stopped and Air Jordans became popular everywhere. Which is why early hip-hop icons didn't just wear the shoes, they rapped about them. The sneaker was officially a part of sports and art. By the time the Air Jordan 2 came out, it was considered fashion. From that point on, you couldn't have streetwear style without sneakers. Soon, the sneakers had a fan base all of its own called sneakerheads. These people who didn't just wear sneakers, they collected them. They would do things like camp outside a Manhattan shoe store for days during a snowstorm just to get their hands on a new shoe! And the rest, as they say, is history. Today, you're as likely to see a pair of Yeezys in an office as you are dress shoes. Sneakers and sneakerheads are everywhere. And it all started with waffles! Mm, mm, mm. Shoe waffles? Oh, what do you say, guy? Want to make some waffles and see if they inspire a new invention? And then we can eat that invention! Uh Uh-oh. It looks like Kapow is getting hungry. I better go get him lunch before he eats my sneakers. (sighs) But if any of you kids have a question about sneakers, sneakerheads, Fugerville, the great guy, Neville, or Lil' All Me, send it to Kapow at gokidgo.com. You might get your question read live on the show. And don't forget, go check out gokidgo.com and pick up some cool Kapow merch. Now, go make something Build something, go big, and then go bigger! And then, go kid go! Go kid go! Go kid go.